Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. <laughs> Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Dustin. You know what this means. Hey. You're speaking my language right now. <laughs> is this your love language? This is my love language. My, my <laughs> Santa. My Santa semantics. Hey, folks, if you don't know uh, what we're doing here, this is our season finale of $2 Late Fee. And we have two very special guests on our show today. This is, I mean, this is a big deal. This is the season finale. We just decided this like an hour ago that this would be (laughs) the season finale. But the season finale means, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. We're coming to the to the end of a, a brutal year. Let's be honest. Uh, the energy has been has been rough, so we're just we're just bringing it down. We're we're wrapping up all the chaos, all the clutter, all the ickiness, and we're ending on a high note today. A very high note. Um, we're, so we're, yeah, we're we're officially gonna gonna end season one of Two Dollar Late Fee. Season two will be right on the heels. Don't anybody panic. Don't hit the panic button, anybody, fans, because we're gonna come back strong in in January. But, That's right. Um, but we said we want to we want to end with a high note and a, and a little bit unusually um, unusually structured as far as um, this month has gone, right? Yeah, yeah. This this month we decided to do things, shake it up a little bit, um, just like Train says, shake up the holidays. Ho ho. Train ho. does not say that, do they? Yeah. Train shake, says, shake up the shake holidays. It up, shake it up. It's Christmas time. It's a great song. I but what? Song. What's the? What? I don't. What do you mean? Shake, shake up the holidays. What does shake, that mean? Like shake it up. Do something different. Do different traditions. Yeah. Yeah. What are the? What are those? Like the verse. First verse of that song. Uh, what are we talking about? Gonna drink a cappuccino in the bed one no, day. No, 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 no. You're fucking with me. I am totally fucking with you. Oh my god. You. Oh my god. You totally have some had time, bow with your child, man. <laughs> It's Christmas time. Shake up the holidays because if it, if it is a real train song, then it would say talk about some really dated dated thing like um, go to your MySpace page. It's Christmas. You'd be like, oh. No, it'd be like play with that dreidel on Ramadan. Gonna have Diwali with a yarmulke on, and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that works, right? That works. It's Christmas time, but we're not talking about train today. So, but that's how we shake up Christmas. We play a dreidel on Ramadan, or that's. The, the, the <laughs> I just want to know what's real and what you're, what you're messing with oh, me it's because all, it's all bad. I'm because messing with train. You. I don't know. I don't know. The lyrics could be that bad. They, no, they're they're better than that. Okay. <laughs> I love that song. Better than that. <laughs> it's great. Oh, Pat Monahan. But no, today. Look, if you want to play a little bit under under while we're talking, just you know, if you, if you feel the urge to do that, I, I'll allow it. Um, just maybe the audience you can bring them into. Like, what's you know, what do, what do we all think about this song? 
It's um, a great song, and I'm gonna play a little bit of it yeah. right here. Ho ho ho! Shake up the happiness. Wake up the happiness. Shake up the happiness. It's Christmas time. There's a story that I was told, and I wanna tell the world before I get too old and don't remember it. So let's December it and reassemble it. Oh yeah! Once upon a time in a town like this, a little girl made a great big wish to fill the world. Um, anyway, okay, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> How dare um, you? Yeah, I know what you do like, though. I don't like it. I know what you do like. You like Hey Santa by Wendy and one half of our guests today, Carney Wilson. Carney Wilson and Rob Bonfiglio are joining us on $2 Late Fee. Um, and like I said, yeah, we're shaking it up a little bit. We had Ed Asner earlier in the month, and normally, typically, uh, structurally, $2 Late Fee will feature a movie and then someone connected to that movie and we will get back to original programming next month in january for season two uh, more on that later check out our instagram if you want to know about that but carney and rob uh carney wilson of wilson phillips rob bonfilio who is in wilson phillips as well a multi-talented artist musician uh in his own right is remarkable uh they they have they've been married for 22 years and uh, musically talented together as well. They're joining us on the show today, which is a little bit of a deviation from our typical programming because it's not connected to anything that we, we've done on the show. Right, not in the 80s movie sense, but certainly in the nostalgia sense. We're, we're a show all about nostalgia. We like to bring people back. Wilson Phillips does that for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and I think we even started the show talking about our love of Yacht Rock and uh, connecting it back to Kenny Loggins, and obviously Kenny Loggins is connected to the 80s. And Right, that could be like a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, like a Six Degree of Kenny Loggins game, where you're like, Kenny Loggins, he did a song, Danger Zone and Top Gun, which starred Tom Cruise, who was in um, Fourth of, Born on the Fourth of July, which also had Kenny Loggins. Ah, oh, damn. No, but that was a bad example. But actually... Um, Tom, okay, okay, wait, wait. Kenny Loggins did the song Footloose in Footloose, which starred Kevin Bacon, which, who was in... Uh, River Wild with Meryl Streep. It was in River Wild with Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was in... Um, I feel like we should just be able to do this. I don't know. We can, yeah. We can, we can totally do this. We can totally do this. Actually, I used to play a game instead of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Six Degrees of Ernest. And I could connect any movie to an Ernest film. Um, any other movie too okay yeah. that sounds not worth my time at all but I but I like the idea behind it <laughs> the deviations never yeah. stop yeah. two dollar no, movie <laughs> no this is the weirdest longest intro we've ever given Carney and Rob are probably listening to this going guys get to the point right why did the we agree is, to be on your show if uh, you don't get to the point ever? The point of our show, and this show in particular, this episode, this interview, was we wanted to end it on a positive note. This crazy, tumultuous, bonkers year that uh, many people, oh, I want to forget. Well, we'll you know what? We're going to end this year on a positive note. Carney and Rob 
um, they brought the happy. That's a little nod to Rob's music. And, uh, and that's the title of one of his albums. Yep, that's right. It's actually Bring On The Happy, which is, yeah, one of his albums. And if you don't know about it, go check it out, please, because he's so damn good. And they, yeah, they, we talked about everything. We talked about COVID. We talked about music. We talked about movies. We talked about food. We talked about a little bit of everything. And ultimately, at the, the base of it all, is upliftedness and how we can continue on in this crazy world with a smile on our face. It was a real human conversation and one that I really appreciate, especially in this pandemic times where you're just connecting with people on a totally human level. Um, they were incredibly open and, and generous with their time. I, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I don't like, I don't like hyping. I don't like, like uh, baiting the, the story or uh, leading the lead or over, over hyping how I felt about a given thing before you can experience. And it. it's like an ineffable thing. It's like, I can tell you how awesome this experience was, but it doesn't mean anything until you experience. <laughs> and you're about to experience that right about now. So please enjoy Carney Wilson and Rob Bonfilio on $2 Late Fee. Carney Wilson and Rob Bonfilio, thank you so much for being on Two Dollar Late Fee. Good to be here. Thanks for being for us having been. Oh, oh God! All right. Thanks for letting us be with you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us before before three p.m. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, we were recording this in the morning, and uh, Rob, you're 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 a, you're a night owl, right? Um, generally speaking, yeah, I am. Sorry, I'm moving around here. Um, what do you, yeah, what do you need to get right I was now? just going to do something to wipe my glasses. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm generally a night owl, although, you know, it, 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 it's, it's in waves. It's well, I would waves. say, too, you guys have an addition to your family, right? Yeah, it's a zoo around here. I swear to God, between the, chasing the puppy and the bird chirping and feeding the fish and the shrimp and... Yeah, we have shrimp. We have shrimp. Yeah, we have a you have pet shrimp. Yes. Okay, we have we have two dogs, uh, two fish, a bunch of shrimp. Eight shrimp. Eight shrimps. Ghost shrimp. They're little. They're little tiny shrimp that Lucy loves. So. And uh, we have a bird, a parakeet, and then we have um, the the wild animal of the house is sitting next to me. How how, how does one come to acquire shrimp as as pets? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you Why how, does that sound funny to me? Yeah, I know exactly. Um, because in this household, somebody says, I want, referring, referring to an animal, and I say, absolutely not, because you're not responsible to take care of it. Right. Because I will be the one ending up taking care of it. And, and somebody else says, oh, just let them have what they want. That's how we but you know what? It's we love them all. I'm not going to argue. Rob is amazing. We love them all. Rob is great, great with uh, animals. He loves all animals. It yeah. from to, from insects to huge creatures. He, I have to say, he's got 
the touch and the love and it's it's I really believe it's part of his character inside that I I really love. He's really great. Well, I was going to say I've known you guys for well gosh, uh going on 10 years now I suppose. And I I you know, quick backstory for our listeners. Um I was your number one oldest daughter, Lola's kindergarten teacher back in the day. And I remember when I met you both, um, I instantly was like, there was an energy where I thought, I don't know what it is, but I feel like we're going to have a long history together in a good uh, way. Um, yeah. And just the, the the love, I know the love that you both have for all living things and, uh, yeah. and, and in general, and just beautiful people inside and out. Oh, you're very sweet. And you as well. Oh, well, we won't get started with me, how I describe you as a teacher. I, You and your uh, partner, ex-partner, whatever you want to call it, Mrs. Romero, yeah. both of you together were the most incredible duo teachers I've ever, ever seen. I mean, those those formative and, and uh, you know, very sensitive years, you guys were, I'm so grateful. I, I wish that Lucy had that, had had you guys as well. Me but, too. I'll never, I know, I'll never forget going in and seeing you guys for the first time, just the way that you, the way that you, and this is what it is. If I can just describe it, you gave your students the freedom to be themselves and never be ashamed if they have a feeling or they have an emotion or they, they do, you know, they have, you encourage them to express themselves and mm. uh, with uh, humor and, and love and just this this sort of like zest for life and positivity that literally is, I wish that everybody could have experienced that. Yeah. It's invaluable. Invaluable. Well, and I, I love you so freaking much for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This I was, is really why we set up the podcast just to get <laughs> as much I love. That Zach, it's a tough time of year. I just figured. <laughs> well, I was going to, yeah, I'm sorry that was long, but it's true. No, you can you can go long. It's all I I don't mind at all. Uh, <laughs> no, and I and I want to interject, not to interrupt you, but this is really valuable for me too because obviously uh, I didn't have Zach as a kindergarten teacher, but I've heard <laughs> yeah. the legend of Mr. Schaefer, um, and also Zach is like the most positive human being that I know. He he, there there isn't anybody who has an interaction with Zach that doesn't come away feeling better about themselves oh. or their lives. And, uh, so to hear you guys, I mean, we get spam, we get spam from Nigeria and Zach's like, I'm so sorry that the prince abandoned you during this time, but I hope that we can, you know, just chin up, chin up, buddy. And you know, the spammer feels good about spamming more people or whatever, but, um, but so it's, it's very valuable to hear that for me. And obviously I, you know, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, I, I, I will say just to kind of First of all, thank you for saying such beautiful things, and you can keep going if you want. But but, uh, but one of the reasons why Dustin and I uh, connected, we connected through a, a mutual friend who is a former parent of mine as well. And um, kind of the whole reason why we do this podcast is one to bring a little nostalgia back to people and remind them of uh, you know the pop culture times of the eighties, but also to shed some love and create more positive energy in the world because. We sure do need it right about now, right? We do. Yeah. We so do. Yeah. I think it's why why we also relate 
as friends and people. You know what I mean? Because it went beyond the relationship of teacher or student. It it's a like you said the first thing you said was that you, we knew that just your energy is like we just wanted to be friends and be together and we did you know we would get together and have dinner and those those times that we spent uh, us getting together and and COVID has blocked us from doing that but God those were fun and we just have fun together you know we have so much we have a lot in common I think you know I mean yeah. I, I don't Bob totally. hikes I don't hike but maybe one day we'll go hiking and you know get out into the outdoors <laughs> that's a promise. Yeah, I mean, I hope so because I told you that I love that you get out and you go out and do these things with your family, and we do a little bit, but not like you guys. I would love for our families to join and do that together. That would be so fun. Well, I have to attribute, and Dustin doesn't necessarily know this, uh, but I have to attribute you with being the one who kind of, um, not literally, but planted the seed in Kristen to have a baby. Uh, yeah. My wife. Whoa, uh, whoa. Uh-huh. But, uh, because uh, fun fact for everyone listening, uh, one of the first times you met my wife Kristen, uh, you said you're gonna have you're gonna be pregnant within the next six months. I know it. And full disclosure, she was within the next six months was pregnant. You were like the first one that called it. So you guys, uh, I feel like are connected to me on so many levels, and I'm so glad that now you're connected to the show uh, with Dustin and I because. I feel like relationships, everything in life is is built on relationships, in my opinion, and collaboration and being together. And um, I just respect the hell out of you guys and, and uh, professionally and personally. Uh, and I think, you know, in many ways, you're right. We have ve- a lot of things in common. Uh, and, and one of them being just this mutual outpouring of love that we want to that we want to share with everybody. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's always first. That's first. No, nope. above all. That is first, you know, above success, above, um, you know, status and, and everything. It's just love and relationships. Like you said, that's number one. Music will come in a close second with, if you ask, oh, I think that. well, I was going to say music and food because, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, love bites and, and I also want to talk about, uh, both of your musical contributions, uh, Rob specifically, I, I, I had to. I was so blessed that I was able to share the stage with you guys just for fun. You know, uh, when we did. When I, I love that. Well, you got to explain more what, about that. Okay, so yeah, so you know, the school that I worked at, there was a fundraiser, and every every year, the uh, the they would have live music, and they'd reach out to the the, the parents and the staff of the school, who were all very musically talented. And, um, I had, was running my school of rock program at the time. And uh, I think Carney, you were approached by the school and saying, Hey, would you mind doing something on stage? And then Carney said, well, I'm not going to do it unless I have Mr. Schaefer on stage with me. <laughs> uh, I love it. And, and then I thought, okay, well, the, so Rob and Carney and I got together and figured out a song we could do. And, and it just was magic. We did, uh, some kind of wonderful. <laughs> I love her. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, good old, uh, grand funk. And what I was blown away by when I was in the studio with you guys rehearsing was how quickly Rob was like, oh, what song? I think we just on the spot. We're like, what song are we going to do? And we just threw it out there. And Rob picked up his guitar and just started going at it because the guys are virtuoso. Um, (laughs) Sincerely, sincerely. And that kind of, you know, 
continued the love, but one of the loves we had in common was our our mutual love of Yacht Rock Radio. Oh um, my God, don't even get me started. Well, I was actually listening, my morning morning alarm is, um, it might be you by Stephen Bishop. That's how I wake up every morning. Unless you wake up. Maybe it's you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How does that wake you up? It's so like it put me back to sleep. Yeah. Um. It, it's very subtle. I. I'm. I. All of my life. Good night. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that's well. Actually, I can. I can see how that would wake you up, like in a really like mellow, sweet way. You know what I mean? Like get up now. Turn to Kristen. You're like might be you. <laughs> like stop it. Oh my god. And who would have thought that that came from Tootsie, which was <laughs> such an awesome. The best movie ever and the best I love Tootsie. Love Tootsie Beyond Words and what a what a pairing. I mean, you know, when you just when those soundtracks just fit the movie, but that you know, Yacht Rock is absolutely I mean, I am not ashamed at all to admit that I love Yacht Rock so much and Kenny Loggins is practically, you know, my middle mm. name. I have no words. <laughs> it makes me how mellow, it makes me it brings me back, it just it makes me feel good, you know. We we determined that there was like a period of 80s movies that like it seemed like Kenny Loggins was contracted that he had to have a song in every single movie. Exactly. It was like Caddyshack, Top Gun. It was like every like Footloose. Footloose, over the top. Like um and uh yeah, and obviously love him as well. Well, I, I got to sing with him on stage just just for a finale at a a benefit for firefighters um, in Santa Barbara a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. Those horrible fires and, and mm, they had, yeah. you know, a bunch of artists singing and it was really cool. It was like on this property that was 150 acres up in Montecito and raising the money for those firefighters. And, and uh, Kenny Loggins, we all sang Hey Jude at the end. And it was, I oh. was <laughs> look over, you know, I mean, all we did was na, 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 but that, <laughs> you know, it was like, there was Kenny Loggins smiling over at me, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what to – what do you say <laughs> that? I mean, really? What do you say to someone that actually, you know, re- wrote and recorded, this is it? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. You, you say, take me to Pooh Corner. Let's go. Oh my God. Well, wait, now listen. <laughs> you know, that, it means different things. <laughs> that, that album. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, what did you say? Take me to Pooh Corner. Oh, God. well, that, yeah, that, that's my house right now with the puppy, but. Yeah, I gotta... Oh God. See, there we go. The puppy pooed in Lola's room and now Rob's going to go clean it up. Oh, okay. Pooh Corner. But where was Perfect I? Ah, so, you know, uh, Return to Pooh Corner is an album that I think everybody needs to have. It, it is the most beautiful album probably that I've ever heard. And it's very special to me. And I told Kenny, I told Kenny, he, where did we see him at the Canyon club? Uh, we got backstage. We saw him at the Canyon club here uh, in Agora. And um, I went backstage after and said hi to him. And I said, you know, return to Pooh corner will always be a, a really precious thing to me because when I, when I, after I gave birth to Lola, the entire first year, every single day when I would breastfeed and bond with her and do all the stuff, mommy stuff, 
I played Return to Pooh Corner. So that mm, album is really huge, huge in my heart. Well, and 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 that yeah, it, you made an album for Lola, right? Yeah, yeah. And Rob and I wrote a song for her, and uh, it's a it's a lullaby album. Yeah, it was the first song Rob and I ever wrote together. Um, you actually, and and I know uh, you and Rob have been together for for quite some time now. Uh, and and Rob, you're in uh, Wilson Phillips with Carney and. And I think the first time I saw you guys on stage in, I think it was um, Palace Verdes, uh, you did show years ago. And, and I know that you, that you guys were together in the band, but it was so cool seeing you on stage together and just this connection. Um, how does that, how is that when you guys are on stage together? What, what's that feeling like to, to, to look over at each other and like, know you're in sync or, you know? Well, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's a certain degree of relaxation involved. Like I don't have to, you know, it is a gig. It's a, it's a job and I do the best I, I can. Every t- and it doesn't matter where I'm at musically in terms of music. When I'm doing a gig, um, I will always give a hundred percent, but it's, you know, personality wise, I can just be myself and relax because I don't take no crap from, from one of my coworkers. What do you mean, no crap? <laughs> I'm what the is, leader, so no. I'm I don't understand kidding. what that even means, take no crap. We can argue and stuff, and I don't, you know, I don't feel reserved fighting back if I have a, an opinion about, you know, it's just a relaxed situation. And, and yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> you, you get so relaxed, you feel okay to fight back yeah. on stage. Yeah, we've actually been like, we were in an argument once before. <laughs> we're, never, no, we're never in a fight on stage. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, it's true. And, and, and if we are like, like if we get like pissed at each other because we're like, I don't know, you know, stressed or bitchy or yeah, stressed or whatever, like we'll be angry and then we get on stage and then it goes away. It's kind of the same thing like with the girls. If we're kind of feeling like we're, you know, being bitchy or that's always the thing is we're being bitchy and then kind of offended. Right. We said something the wrong way. It's very similar to, to actually the way Rob and I argue, but um, we get on stage and then the music and the being together on the stage sort of erases any petty, you know, thing because it's just not worth it. No, it's a, and what a great outlet you guys have the opportunity to do that because, you know, so often it's the argument happens and then, yeah. you know, and then at least the, there's something about music uh, speaking personally, there's something about music that it's almost like uh, exercise where you're releasing yeah. negative, positive, all that, all the energy and well, what a release. Yeah. It's another plane of existence, you know. It's especially harder during a pandemic when everybody is inside together, literally on top of each other sometimes, and yep. uh, you I don't have that, that space. Yeah, Dustin, I actually thought about that yesterday. I'm like, well, you know, we've been going through this for all these months, and there have been waves of, like, arguing more, not arguing, and I thought, oh, you know, lately I've been, like, really, like, just feeling really I guess just kind of closed in and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's easy to take it out on each other. You know I mean? you got to have an outlet, some kind of outlet to release the pressure, you know, uh, take that the lid off the pot and let it, the steam come out. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I had a, uh, I had a class in, in seventh grade. It was called quest. I forget what the acronym stood for, but it was something to do with, you know, um, human development or learning. And, and our teacher, she was this, uh, Southern woman. And, and she, 
and she's one day in class, there were pillows on our, our desks and she goes, okay, we're going to learn about screaming today. You're going to pick up that pillow and you're going to scream into that pillow until I tell you to stop screaming. And for probably, I don't know what felt like 10 minutes. It was probably more like 30 seconds. We were, everyone's screaming into the pillows. She's like, okay, when you're done, when you get upset and you're in your, in you're in your house and you want to scream at somebody, go in your room, grab that pillow and just scream into that pillow. I do it every single day. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I know. Fuck you, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and you hear all these stories about people going, oh, I know what they mean when they say this has been the best time for me creatively because I've been sheltered in indoors and I'm and I'm forced to uh you know work and collaborate and and I've seen those those memes that say you know make this the year where you write your book make this the year where you make your album you know which I think I I get the intention is is all there and that's great but I think the other side is too is like let's just get through this uh, who cares if, if, if you were able to make something during this time or you just were able to survive during this time? How about right. that? Right. Um, come out with something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, Carney, you were on guesting on the talk a lot and obviously that changed during this time because you can't be on set. Um, but, but have you, you've kind of channeled things into working with love bites, right? Your, your store, your bakery, which is, up near Portland, Oregon. Yeah. I mean, we, we started, my best friend and I from seven years old started the business about um, five years ago. Actually it's going to be six years now, six years ago. And uh, <clears throat> we had, we had big dreams and big uh, goals and you know, it, it's a startup business. So we've learned a lot of lessons. We've, we, we stepped forward, we stepped back. We had unfortunate things happen to us and, you know, we're, it's, it's a, it's a building thing. It's a learning lesson, but you know, we, we, we went kind of back COVID really, really made us sort of pivot. And so now we're, we're kind of more grass rooting it. We're not launching grocery until, until it's wise. And um, mm-hmm. that could be in 2022, who knows, maybe 21, maybe 21, but we're just kind of, you know, making the website more of, of, of the focus uh, we were just about to launch grocery stores and that, and that just stopped and that that's okay. Um, but it's like having a business is really, really stressful and there's a lot of money that is, is put behind it. And, you know, we just have to carry on and like so many of these businesses that are just completely going under, it is so sad. We are surviving and it's, it's just, but we're never going to lose sight of the, um, you know, the vision that Tiffany and I have. And um, we're, we're very focused. We're very focused. We talk every single day, several times a day. It's been, uh, you know, glorious and it's been a nightmare, but the bottom line is it's really, really, really delicious little portion sized desserts that I'm very proud of that I've developed all myself in my own kitchen. And we've got a massive factory and, you know, we're, we're going to be in the mass production business. And, and we did, we, we made, you know, Two and a half million cheesecake for a very big store. I can't say awesome. the name, but you know everybody shops there, and um, it did very well. And they wanted to do another order, but we couldn't because of COVID. So yeah, but- I know our potential, and we'll get there. But it's just keeping that. And for people that are listening, you know, that really want to do something, um, whether they're starting, you know, in their own home, and they slowly build it out, or they do have a team or a lot of finance behind them, it doesn't really matter. There's there's fundamental stuff that 
has to be put into place and anybody can do it. And we're proud to be a women-owned business. Um, you know, there's a lot of humanitarian uh, aspects to it as well, that we have uh, a lot of, you know, giving back that we want to do, our employees to be owners of the company, kind of like we used a lot of like Bob Red, Bob's Red Mill. He's really great because he, you know, the employees own part of the company. It's really smart. And that's kind of, that was our kind of our template, you know? That's awesome. I mean, I, I can speak personally for having your delicious treats that you made. <clears throat> you were making them uh, in the classroom back in the day. <laughs> well, I started. well, I'm laughing because the first thing I ever did when I first started baking is when I got sober, I stopped drinking. I was drinking a lot, way too much. And I got sober right before I got pregnant, that we got pregnant with Lola. And I had ta- I took the food commitment at a, you know, at a 12-step meeting. And I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll start making, you know, my bread puddings for the, for the drunks, you know, the, the extra. (laughs) First thing I ever did was bring a bread pudding with extra rum extract in it. Oh. And the thing was so, I thought, I know they'll love the taste of rum. And (laughs) what a stupid thing to do. And my sponsor was like, you can't serve this to the, to these people. It tastes like alcohol, you know, like, you know, but I totally missed the mark there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bread pudding for the drunks yeah. i love it well I, I i you bring up a really through that you brought up a good point and 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 one that we have had when we have guests on the show is overcoming the adversity in your life and getting to where you are now a place of of uh hopefully of, of positivity and you guys definitely have done that i know uh you know there's been obviously everyone has ups and downs in their lives and and, and something that you either go you move past it and you move forward and you uplift yourself and get through it, or you are brought down and obviously go in the other direction. Um, how are you able to stay in such a place of like self-improvement and self-hope? You look at me. Oh, I'm talking to both of you. You don't want. Yeah. I've been doing all that. I'm hardly the poster boy for hope. (laughs) No, I, I don't know. I mean, I can only speak for my own, my own situations, um, in terms of being a creative person. Um, I don't know because I, I'm grateful for the support I have around me for sure. Moral support. Um, because when I do feel, you know, cause uh, speak, speaking personally, like my creative ebbs and flows are really dramatic sometimes. Hmm. Um, like I didn't, I haven't, I haven't written anything. Like I, I gauge a lot of my creative, uh, worth on what I'm able to create. Um, and during this whole pandemic, I haven't been able to create anything until like two months ago. I just, all of a sudden songs just started pouring out and, oh, wow. and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing just on acoustic guitar and just lay it down, go on to the next one, lay it down, go on to the next one. And then that's how I kind of derived my, my state of, you know, happiness. I, I mean, I'm not expressing this right because I don't really. No, you are, you are because you actually, I was, I was going to bring up the fact that you released an album, uh, well, like going on a, a, little, a couple of years ago, um, you know, yeah. trouble again, yeah. you've actually, Outside of your of your solo work, you and, and being with Wilson Phillips, you started out with Wanderlust back in the day, right? And but 
we're actually doing a new, a, a new record now. Oh, <laughs> Wonderland! Oh, you even told me about this. <laughs> Exclusive breaking news. <laughs> well, we're not doing any. We're we're just like throwing songs back and forth, and everybody. <laughs> songs. You you never even told me at all. Because it wasn't really a conversation piece. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what I love about that, well, first of all, that that's fantastic. Um, that is crazy. I can't believe I didn't even know about this. Well, we're not like it's not like we have all these pieces in place. We're doing a, this is what we do all the time anyway. Oh, I, I just I, right. I think that's great because Waterlust is a part of his. And also, I need to I, I have to tell you about something too, Tony. Great. You can do it right now too if you want. It's totally. Album <laughs> that my friend Fernando Perdomo is a great guy. Don't poke me like you that. You just poked me. Don't poke <laughs> me. <laughs> there's a tribute album that 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 he's putting together for one of our favorite albums of all time, which is um, Paul McCartney's Ram. <gasps> oh. So Carney and I have been tapped to do a duet of uh, Long Haired Lady. Oh my God. But I mean, and Fernando's a great <laughs> and but but the the special part of the record is I mean it's going to be a lot of different people and a lot of not, not necessarily big names but just local talent people um but the big part of it is the drummer is Denny Sywell who was the original drummer on the record wow was with that's me. exciting so um love yeah so, so will 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 do you love me like you know you want to do oh great okay will, will. so anyway yeah Oh, that's fantastic, yeah. Rob. I'm I'm totally the same way. By the way, where like my wife is always like, "Why didn't you tell me the thing?" I was like, "Well, because it's just not, you know, it wasn't yeah. it's percolating, or it's just, you know, you're gonna hear it, you're gonna find out this information." Um, so I totally. I'm also an eternal. I'm not. Uh, Carney likes to call me a pessimist or a negative. Yes. I'm yes. Negative. I'm not negative. I'm just realistic about. Right. It. I'm not right. optimistic. I'm not optimistic. Well, I'm optimistic. I'm totally the same way. Totally the same way. Yep. In front of me in my hands and I can present to you, then it's still yep. kind of paper. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, yep. I don't like to go, Carney's the opposite. She likes to, any little germ of an idea that floats her, you know, past her window, she's ready to scream to the hills about. And, and, and I'm quite the opposite. I won't say anything about anything until I know it's for sure. And then I'll downplay it. Packaged. Yep. Well, and I downplay it anyway. So. Ah, well, look, you know what? Listen, it's kind of like Rob and I are similar, but we're, we're also opposites in a lot of ways. And I think that's why we're attracted to each other. But I have to say something about that. I really believe that, you know, it's okay if you have, you know, strong feelings about something that something could work or you envision something and then it doesn't turn out. So what? Okay, it didn't turn out. But there's a handful of times when it does. Yeah. So if you yeah. don't, if you lose that altogether, you'll never have anything come to fruition. Totally. So, you know, I know what it's like to be fired. I know what it's like to be hired. I know what success feels like. And I know what failure feels like. So I know from experience, from actual experience, that the more positive I am and the more I put out there with, with in envisioning something, you know, if it happens two out of the five times, it's happening two out of the five times, which is better than zero. Why are you looking at me with the eyes? I'm not looking <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like uh, you're you. I, I'm hearing my own thoughts uh, being processed because you know, Rob, you're talking and Dustin's nodding his head, going, "Yep, yep, I can relate to that." And Carney, you're you're talking. I'm going, "Yep, yep." I can relate <laughs> That's to that. what it is. And we're on opposite sides of a table. And Zach is like the positive, and I'm like the cynic because because <laughs> my 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 thought of that is like if you do, I totally agree with you, Carney, about positivity. But I also think that if you are 
speaking about something before it's it's formed and you and your audience happens to be kind of a negative like it has to be a positive audience to think about all the positive things as opposed to a negative audience that's going to make you think about all the you know cynical things other sides of it that maybe I hadn't even thought of and now I'm like thinking about those things I'm like oh and then it's just like an anxious thing and now I don't even want to think about any of it <laughs> If that makes sense. But then my, but my first thought is, well, you never know what you're going to tap into with those people that are negative. Totally. It's, that's true. That's true. I think those people is negative all the time though, Carney. I you can't. People are different. People make okay. go Oh my God. This is why this is, I know we're all different, but what my, we process things differently. We do. You we can't, do. you can't impose your, right. You know, your frame of thought on somebody else's, you know, everybody thinks differently. Everybody reacts differently. Everybody accepts things differently. No, I understand. And, and you know, that's why um, it's funny because in relationships, you know, when you talk about relationship that, relationships that last and that don't last. And yeah. Rob and I have been together for, it'll be 22 years, um, married awesome. for 21. Awesome. You know, and the thing is, <laughs> we argue so much. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I think... Um, ultimately, ultimately, it always comes down to what are we afraid of and the fear that's underneath it. That's really it. What are we afraid of? And, you know, I think in relationships, if you know in your heart that that person is never going to leave, then everything else can be worked out. Yeah, but it yeah. also has to be a certain amount of acceptance about how that person is. And those are the big lessons. And I'll never forget when this is a little bit off topic, but it's not. I met a really famous psychic. She's passed away. Her name is Sylvia Brown. And she, she was amazing. And she's written a lot of books and she's just an incredible, she was an incredible woman. And she said to me, you know, Robin, you were meant to, to meet because you are each other's angels. You will teach each other. You were, you were meant to be together to teach each other lessons. And so like, I am very controlling and I micromanage everything. And Rob <laughs> points that out to me a lot. And I, and then he's taught me how to like, listen, cause I don't shut up and listen. And I have to force myself. Okay. Carney, shut up. And listen to what <laughs> say. These are, these are actually big lessons that apply to, to everybody's like entire life. So, totally. you know, I mean, maybe he's there to calm me down and not be overzealous. And maybe I'm there to lift him up. Okay. Maybe that's yeah, it. That's a little bit about yeah. I think so. I think, I, you know what, you know, you always hear these stories of like, oh my gosh, we are so similar and everything. We're, we, we, we have the same thoughts and we share the same foods and we right. blah, 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 blah. And that's great. That's great. I'm, I'm happy for those people. Yeah, yeah. But, right. I, but also I'm, I'm a firm believer in yin yang balance and yeah. you have to, you have to have that balance. Like my wife and I are, don't see to eye to eye, eye to eye on everything. And, and we have our, distinct differences in some ways that ultimately complement each other. I think the differences ultimately complement. Yeah. Uh, I have a partner in Dustin that I feel like we complement each other. He, you know, I, I, I'm that eager beaver, like, Oh my gosh, we're going to have this thing and it's going to do this thing. And then we're going to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then Dustin's like, well, well, let's scale it back. Let's focus on this first. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I yeah. and yeah. I've said that a million times and I've said, I'll say it again. I look at that. He's he's a mentor to me in many ways, and I think your friends should be your mentors. I think you should, yeah. your friends, your partners, those should be your mentors. Not that, not just that eighty-five-year-old guy who says, "Well, when I was a kid, I did it, did it." You know, 
it, that it, it's got to be, I think you can have a mentor and a child too. I see oh, that in my yeah. own son. Uh, and I'm sure you guys see that in your kids too, but, or you can have a mentor and an animal, you know, but, but this idea, like it has to be linear. It has to be the same. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think ultimately, yeah. you know, you have to have those differences that balance. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. This is good stuff. You know, I think so. I think so. Well, and, and, and speaking, and I just really quick, I want to go back to Rob. You're talking about how, you know, you, you just recently started writing songs and it's coming out of you. Yeah. I think that's important to note that, you know, again, going back to that, oh my God, this is the time to write your book and then make your movie. And that's great. Be productive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stay productive. But I love that, you know, through this process, you gave yourself time, whether you did it intentionally or not, and it's coming back out. Uh, I can't wait personally to hear what you produce because I love your music. And as I've said to Carney many times, I have a serious man crush on you and loved you know, and uh, and our mutual love of vinyl. And and for those people that don't know, um, a lot of Rob's music is available. You know, obviously we'll we'll, we'll plug and put links on the on our podcast and everything. But um, Trouble Again came out on vinyl, yeah. Which it it, it is such a more much more of a beautiful sound, in my opinion, to anything digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to talk about a little bit about that. Before we talk about that, yes, I'm sorry, because you just touched on something. Rob, was there something that changed for you that ignited the creative process? Well, probably a sense of, of just being settled. Um, because, you know, during this whole pandemic, we, we, um, we moved um, or, or we were in the process of beginning to move just as this all started to happen. Um, and we have, you know, we're kind of, the, the two of us are sort of, we're not pack rats, but we got a we got a lot of shit, and yeah. uh, it was it was really a good it was a good place to be like cathartically being able to go through all this stuff and organize things. Oh god! And, mm. and, and and over the last year or year and a half, I've been doing a lot of tours and things, so my mind has been you know getting material together, getting stuff in place, and it's kind of an antithesis to being creative. It's you know it's, it's much more of a um, you know, uh, right brain, left brain sort of thing when you're trying to get your music together versus when you're trying to create. So uh, only, uh, only in the last couple months have I felt settled. Like, you know, my brain is settled. I don't have any, you know, forthcoming obligations that I have to get together. Um, yeah. And it just started to pour out, you know, things started to pour out. And, and, and I, and I was feeling depressed about not having that, Mm-hmm. at my fingertips to just call up whenever I want. I want to be creative now. Okay, boom. It doesn't happen that way. Well, well, sure. and I'm still trying to accept that, you know, over a lifetime of, of realizing how this works and the waves and the ebbs and the flows. But, you know, I, I kind of sense, my, I, I kind of value my, or, or I, I weigh my self-worth on my creativity, you know, for whatever, however, um, however that is perceived. But, um, well, so I get depressed. I get depressed when I'm not writing and yeah. creating. But I want to say that, uh, uh, knowing Rob for 22 years and his pattern with that kind of stuff, it's funny because he gets so worried that he won't be creative. And mm. I feel like, you know, I feel like because since we've had kids and <clears throat> all the, the multiple careers and this and that, that 
I feel like maybe we've sort of lost the, and I'm glad we're doing this today because I just realized this, that, you know, it's really important to support your, your love about what is important to them. Yeah. And I remember that Rob would say to me, you know, I need that encouragement and support from you like a lot. And I feel like I haven't given that to him lately at all. And maybe years, you know, a little bit here and there, a little stroke here and there, you know, like, oh, you did a good job with this or that, but really saying to them, you know, like in moments of intimacy, whether you're lying in bed about to go to sleep or whatever it is, just to say, you know, um, how are you feeling about your, your creativity? Cause you know, you, you know, your spouse, you know, your mm. partner with the things, the buttons that, that the pressing those buttons and what you need to help them with. And with Rob, I know he's always said, I'm so scared. I'll lose that creativity. Um, tell me I'm going to be able to write a song again. I mean, he literally would say that to me and I've never worried once about it. It's just so funny because I'm totally uh, secure and content and, and, optimistic about Rob's future songs to be, to be written. And Rob is sitting in, in the opposite feeling uh, sometimes. So it is important to say you're, you are going to write again. And it's funny because he would say that to me. And then all of a sudden he writes an album like trouble again. Summertime starts the line, got that open window feeling again. Before the day settles in But when the dreaming ends I get the feeling I'm in trouble again Six, eight, five, I chose to fly Never thought I'd still be flying today I cut the line instead of dying on the vine But I guess the child okay, am I ever going to be able to, to, to make up a new cheesecake flavor? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, persimmon <laughs> white chocolate, fuck me, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's, that's the whole point is I really feel like you have to think like there's abundance out there and it's not just, it's not, it's not just monetary. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I think I was just going to bring up, um, you know, my, my wife, Kristen, she, she, she says, you know, well, your love language, what's your love language, Zach? And to me, because there's a book about that, like, what's your love language? Oh, like, okay. how is this? It's I forget what the name of the book is. It might even be called What's Your what's Love, your love language? language. Yeah, but uh, by Jack Handy. No, um, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's different kinds of ways that you receive love. And it's funny listening to you say this, Carney, because I mean, the exact same way Rob is, where I need to, to feel the verbal acknowledgement. Uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing the right thing. You're staying yeah. the course. You're, you are yeah. creative. You know, I need to hear that. Uh, my wife is more of a, um, uh, 
physical love language in the sense like getting things done. Oh yeah, know? physical oh, yeah, love language. Done. No, like you know, uh, you know, if if the, the dishes are done and they're put away, or uh, the bills have been paid, like things that are getting accomplished in the in the physical sense. She looks at that's how she receives love where she goes, okay, yeah, you're acknowledging me for who I am. And I think it's important to check in with your partner, whether it's your, 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 your partner for life or your friends or anything like in acknowledging how they receive that information in a positive uh-huh. way versus, yeah. well, I, I, I don't need to be told that I'm a good person or that I'm doing the right thing. I don't know why you need to. And I think that's an issue that a lot of people have. Yeah. yeah. To work on is acknowledging we're not all the same. We're all different. You know, I yeah. tell my five-year-old to this. I said, we're not all roses. Some of us are cactus. Some of us are, you know, um, uh, Venus flytraps, whatever, like different kinds of plants. We all need water. We all need a, a, attention in a different way and yeah. uh, to support ourselves. And I, that's great that you acknowledge that in Rob and, and understand that. And I yeah. agree. Trouble again is... Like the piece de resistance, it's funny that that it's 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 your latest album, Rob, because it's it's yeah. kick ass, and uh, I think everybody should go out and check it out. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, I I think a song in particular is "Love Over Hurt." I think it's a really important song for people to uh, to listen to. Maybe fun. we'll play a little bit of that right I now. I, I do think there is this thing as creative people that we all kind of fall into as far as thinking, which is not entirely healthy, but it is that kind of we're only as good as that last yeah. accomplishment, as that yeah. last success. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you start to think, well, I had that. I guess that's it. Like that's that that was it. It was a good run. Had a good run. <laughs> guess I won't yeah, ever create I, anything again. And it's how you accept that. Do you accept that? You know what I mean? It's like, well. For me personally, no, I don't accept that. Yeah, it's like no, this is you know I, I can't I can't go on knowing this is the last thing I'll ever do, kind of thing. Although you probably should probably live your life that way, right? Well, I mean, look, look at Wilson Phillips. I mean, if I go back to the first record, you know, what are the chances of me doing another album? You know, that's going to sell ten million records? Probably yeah. not going to happen, but it could. I mean, yep. it could, but the chances are really slim. But that doesn't mean that that has to discourage me from not being creative or, or you right. know, ever again. It's just, you know, I just believe, like, you are where you are. You are where you are when you're there. And mm. and to acknowledge, like, where are my feet? Where is my heart? And where is my head? 
and, and what are my intentions? And, you know, if you can, if you can tap into that, I think it's either, you're either going to go backwards, stay in it or go forward. There's no other choice. You know what I mean? There's a beginning, middle and end to everything. So that's, I don't know. I, I just think it's, um, we have the power to do a lot more than we, than we think we're capable of. That's what I really believe. Yeah. I think that's really powerful and really well said. And I, I would just add to that, I guess it's just like going back to that idea of like gentleness with ourselves, because this whole idea of like 10 million albums or whatever it is that you're trying to attain is not even necessarily probably the right thing to want to attain sometimes. True. You know, like was- yeah, you just, but Dustin, that's where I, that's my like alcoholic crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking where I'm like, I want more, I want a lot of it. And I want it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's, a, yep. it's a weird, um, you know, insatiable uh, thing that I was born with. And I, you know what I mean? Like I set the bar high, no matter what, that's just the way I'm born. So I was the one in the studio when we made the first record, we were finishing our last song. And I said to the girls, we're going to sell 10 million records, you know, and we had not, you know, released one moment of, of music. And they were like, you're crazy. And I said, oh, yeah, watch it happen. And it was like, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it a fluke. I don't know. It was we worked really hard. And the music is is beautiful, you know, but but um, shit, is that chance? I don't know. But that's I can't help. I'm wired that way. But it gets me in trouble. You know, it gets me in trouble because I felt great disappointment as well. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tricky situation and, and you guys have created so much beautiful music together and will continue to do so. Uh, I'm confident of that. And, and I think 10 million records though, say it 10 million yeah, records. <laughs> if Zach's, if Mr. Schaefer says it, then it's yeah. Cause yeah. The other day, Kristen said to me, she's like, what do you want to accomplish with what you're doing with, with Dustin? And, and I, and I was kind of outlining it cause we've talked about how we love collaborating together and she's like, and I don't know, we re- achieved some sort of status on uh, Instagram or something. And, and she's like, you know, you're going to have 10,000 followers by January or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's great. But that like, mm-hmm. let's, 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 I said, that's not where my mind is going right now. You know, my mind is going on the art and creating something with, that is valuable. And, address that. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, you're probably going to echo that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm hoping, but, yeah. uh, but that, that idea of like, let's work on the art first and, and the beauty, whatever success comes out of that will just naturally unfold. Well, that's the, the speak that speaks to the purity of the intent, I guess, because, uh, for me, obviously, I mean, I'm not selling records. I'm not selling anything. I'm but 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 the neat. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm grateful to be able to to touch the handful of people that I'm able to touch. I'm I'm very grateful for that. But you know, it, 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 the drive doesn't come from I want to sell a, a million records and be famous anymore. You know, maybe there was an element of that when we were younger. Um, mm-hmm. But for me personally, it's it's so not about that at all. Well, I the want need. I mean, the, the, the primal basic right. need is creativity. Yeah. It is, and that's it. it comes yeah. from a, a, a completely pure place, and and it's taken me a while to come to terms that to even consider myself, call myself a songwriter or an artist or whatever. It's taken me because of my, I don't know. I grew up very, what's the um, um, low self esteem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, this it's hard big, to. Ex- that's big stuff for you to to admit that. 
That's it is, but it, I think also in my old age, I like it, it's easy to to cast aside the bullshit and you know and 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 the nonsense, so I can kind of get to the core of things a little quicker. Which is why well, I I think that's important. I think it, it I think um you know speaking the truth, speaking your truth, yeah. and, and finding yeah. you know there, there's no shame in admitting who you are as a real person. And uh, but I was going to say this this whole world is changing so much, so quickly, so fast right now. Who knows what art and entertainment is going to look like a year from now because of what's going on. Mm. Um, but you um, had said, you, yeah. you had yeah. said Rob that, uh, about reaching out and, you know, hands reaching out. And I was going to segue into your song yeah. hands together. <laughs> King of segues. To wrap us in a warm embrace, to dry the tears upon our face. Zach, I, I feel a lot of that energy from you is, is we know what this stuff meant to us growing up, this, yeah. this popular, popular culture, the music or whatever it is. And we know how it saved us and moved us. And that's kind of like the spirit that we take with us, you know, to want to create and give back. You know, I, I, I feel a strong sense of that from you and I, I feel it for myself. So. That yeah, is awesome. Rob, that is so such a sweet thing to say. And I think yeah. that's why you guys have that in common. That's a beautiful thing to say. I mean, it could, and, and I can't think of a more pure place to come from. I wanted just to add one thing really fast. When I, when we talked about the, um, the selling of the records and then when I said that to no, you, and I don't mean to discourage this, this way, what you said, right. Either, I don't mean well, to... No, no, I know. But I, what I, what I wanted to add was that, you know, there is a stigma being the daughters of someone really famous. Totally. And, of course. You know, and I want to say that, the greatest joy besides my children and my husband was sitting in those rooms and writing those songs with our partner, Glenn Ballard, mm -hmm. and we considered him our fourth member. And I had never had that kind of creativity, um, you know, so focused and have something come out of it. And it was like, we gave birth to these songs and those oh. songs, it, you know, they'll never go away. They'll never, they're always going to be there. And it is so special. And I think that, when, when I heard, I've always felt that I was psychic and I still believe that I am. Oh yeah. A lot I agree. Of things, including women getting pregnant and weird shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast, but you know, I felt the energy of those songs. And when we were sitting there, I could feel the power in those songs. And I had this vision that a lot of people were going to be listening to it. And that was the feeling that I had. So the intention wasn't, because I mean, we were already famous. We came from a famous family. Fame is nothing. Fame means yeah. nothing. It's, it has always been, uh, you know, about, it was suddenly when we sang together and we had that 
sound together. It was so special and an ent- entity in and of itself that I wanted, I, I'm the one that got the kid, the girls together and started this harmony. So it came from this, such a pure place. And that's where I think that's what I heard and what Rob said. And, you know, grabbing onto something that, and that can go for anybody with any career. You know, if you grab something that means something to you, you can't fail. Yeah. You, you won't fail. You, you well won't do something with that because that is pure to me. I, I just believe that. Well, you've, you were uh, a, a, a creative force for me. Um, <laughs> I remember years ago, not being in a very good place uh, at, and at being at school and you sat down next to me and we had a, such a great heart to heart, which involved discussions of hemorrhoids, which was really funny. Uh, <laughs> and, and of course, uh, Sean Romero, my partner. That's was, why you were not feeling well? Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons. <laughs> one of the many reasons. I had a lot going on. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was sense. at a really low place in my life. And, um, and, and you uplifted me just by having a casual conversation and you sparked the creative thread uh, for me to kind of continue on to what I'm doing today, not leaving teaching per se, but just in the sense of furthering my uh, creative outreach to the world. And I want to thank you for that because uh, I really feel like that funny conversation about hemorrhoids and, and, uh, and, and started a bigger conversation with myself yeah. Uh, and you really helped me branch out uh, as, a, as an artist. And I just, I appreciate the hell out of that, uh, both of you guys. But, but Carney, specifically, when you had that conversation with me, it really started a, a snowball effect. And I, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, well, I love you. And I remember that conversation. And uh, it's great. You know, it's kind of just passing on. I don't know. I, I felt strongly about, I feel strongly about your talent. I always have. I mean, it's not just to like, you know, pump you up. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, when I heard you, you know, with big Tony in the room with your with little, you know, stuffed animal and the voices, I'm like, Jesus, this, he, he has talent. He's got, he's got that in him, you know? And I don't know. I just, that's one of the things that I get a lot of pleasure out of is, you know, even just going to the grocery store when, well, it's not so much these days, but I have to say that even when I do go, I make it a point every single time to compliment somebody that's there. Mm. I know that sounds corny, but I know right now that nice melons. uh, (laughs) It's really important to to do that. You know what I mean? It is. It's not just complimenting. I mean, it's really, it's, it's just uplifting in some way. And, and somebody might be like, ah, who cares? You know, who are you? It's whatever. Hey, thanks. And they don't really think about it, but there are people that are having a horrible day or they're in a horrible place in their life. And somebody just goes, does something and it, it changes their perspective. You know what you, you reminded me of this conversation, of this moment. Uh, I used to go to the Starbucks every morning to get a coffee and I would always say thank you and uh, have a great day to the the person behind the the counter or the barista. And she was always grumpy as hell every single day. And then one day I said the same thing as I always do, you know, have a great day and thank you so much. And she goes, you know what? You come in here almost every single morning and you have a smile on your face and you say thank you to me and you say, have a great day. I just want to, I want you to know, I appreciate that. Thank wow. you. And I said, you and, and, and that, that woman was Kamala Harris. <laughs> so, you know what, that, 
so that's so great. You know, you just don't know what people are thinking. That's that's so awesome. You don't know. You don't know what what their expression is going to be because again, this goes back to what you were saying about Rob and how. Uh, you know, the way you communicate with him, you don't know what's going on in that person's head. And and just by looking at them, you don't, their facial expression might show happiness and they might be devastated inside or the vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I was going to say too, you know, in the spirit of, of Christmas time, yeah. um, I want to give uh, Dustin the floor for a second to gush a little bit. Okay. About Thank you. I cannot believe we've gone this long without me even saying this and not for any fault, not that we were, but but Hey Santa is my most favorite Christmas song in the world. And oh, I, God, and I, that's great. And I, you need to know that because oh, I play it year-round also, and it gets a little annoying to my wife. But, you know, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's my favorite song, my favorite oh, Christmas song. God. It's a classic. It, thank you for saying that. I, I love it, too. Thank you. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, and thank Zach. And Yeah. Right. Well, I remember yeah. writing that with our friend Jack. Uh, Jack Kugel, he, he's a, a great songwriter and, and one of my best friends ever. And uh, that's a real, you know, that was 1993 and, you know, they keep playing on the radio. It's really, it's really amazing. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a great thing. It's, it, it makes you feel good when you hear it. And plus, you know, just, just talking musically, I just love the track. You know, I love yeah. oh, yeah. all the drums and just like, there were great musicians. The, the track is so great. So it I really is. Jack, the saxophone, saxophone is fantastic. Jack is a great producer. He really is. And so I, I'm very proud of that, that song. So is Jack. <laughs> Every year yeah. we, we, we always, you know, go, oh my God, you know, and then we go on concert, like, they're like, hey, sing, hey, Santa, hey, Santa, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever considered doing a, a duet, just you and Rob doing that ver- that song? No. You should. I never thought about it. And then can we have uh, Dustin and I come in and sing back? And <laughs> we'll just. You can sing, it's Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that the song? There's a one by Train that's really good too. No. No Train, no Pentatonix. Um, <laughs> I hear. I would hear Hey Sound a lot in the grocery store, speaking of grocery stores. Totally. Um, all, all the time, oh, but yeah. um, mall, yeah, but stores, all stores. Uh, yeah, but but, wait, wait, this is really important. 
This is why I'm laughing. No, I said in malls. No, I know, but my oh. my manager, my ex, my manager who I was with for 25 years, we we parted ways, and he's he's a little older now, but he's so funny. He called me up and he said, you know, Carney, you need to release the X-rated version of, of Hey Santa because Dustin, I'll have you know that I went into the studio years and years ago. I tend to do this. I'll record the dirty version. The X-rated, the triple X-rated version of Hey Santa. And I have it in my possession. And it oh is my God. the nastiest thing you have ever heard. And and I've had people say to me, you've got no, to. No, you don't got to. 10 million copies. There you go. I am not. That would yeah. be, that'd be 20 million copies. You would destroy that. That would be, tw- yeah, yeah. You'd break the internet. So this is the funniest thing you've ever heard in your fucking life. <laughs> It is. It's like naked pictures of your spouse or something. You yeah. world. You just don't. You know. It's, it's, yeah. It would, it would destroy. I a lot understand, of stuff. but I'm sorry. I mean, Santa shoved the merry little elf in me. I mean, how funny! <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. I, it's not even. It's not even funny. How? How? It is. I mean, if you've got that sense of humor, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, oh, we totally do. Yes. I mean, knowing I, this exists now. The best. One day I'll play it for you and you die. It's the best. Well, I, I got to tell you, you know, because oftentimes people are like, oh, you, and I think, you know, I don't think you, Dustin, were in this boat, but maybe you were. When when people meet me and they know my background, they're like, oh, well, you taught kindergarten for 15 years. You're, you're squeaky clean. And, and yeah, the right. worst curse word you say, you, you you don't say the S word. You don't say stupid, do you? And, uh, and, and then I, at the same time, I'm like, yo, we're all human. You know, come on. There, there, there's, there's your work mode. And then there's your after work mode. And like, let's be real. Let's break it down and not, you know. It, it, I, so I do remember one time, uh, you know, I was at your house and, and and you had a copy of Mad Libs on the counter. And I said, Oh, is this the girls? And you're like, Oh no, that's my version. That's my that's my Mad Libs for myself. <laughs> oh my god. I've Mad Libs. Oh my my kids and I we have laughed so hard. I, I give them that freedom. They're such good kids. They are such good girls. They never I mean, even now, today, they go, can I can I can I say it? I'm like, what? They're like, well shit, you know, the and <laughs> They're so, they would never, ever dare when they would walk out of this house. I mean, I don't know how that happened because I'm the worst potty mouth you have ever heard. It's, it's horrific. The, the much I swear. I'm going to, I'm going to toot your, both your horns just for a second, because obviously I know your kids (laughs) personally and, and I've seen them grow throughout the years and you guys are wonderful parents to Lola and Lucy. Uh, Lola as a five-year-old, I'm just going to say really quickly one of the sweetest kids ever like she was the she's that cliche in a movie where they're like well that's the perfect one <laughs> and 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 you know but but your two two daughters Lola and Lucy are just such first of all they're beautiful second of all so great so amazing and and at, as i became a parent and brought bodie over when he was really tiny the two of them sat with bodie in a room and like engaged with him and played with him and i was like that was the benchmark for me to show like how amazing those two girls are. You, you've done a great job. So if you can play with Bodie, you can play with anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, right. Yeah. But, but it's, but you guys sincerely, like I, I really admire the fact that not only are you creative artistically uh, and, and just like I said earlier, inside and out beautiful, but, but parentally as well. uh, Fantastic. So 
Hats off. Greatest compliment ever you could give. Thank you for that. And likewise. There's thing. I told you, I, you're probably the best father I ever saw. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I'm, Bodie is very lucky to have you and Kristen as, as his parents. Well, he said that the other day, which, which melted my heart because I'm like, what do you want from Santa Claus? He's like, well, I want COVID-19 to end. That was his first thing. And Oh my God. I'm like, well, stop thinking, start thinking about yourself. (laughs) Get That's funny. But he said, he goes, I have what I want. And I'm like, oh Oh, Lord. And then I want to cobra his tank. I'm like, oh, G.I. Joe? Okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) Like to talk about learning from our kids, you know what I mean? No doubt. Well, you know, so um, I I, I just want to, I want to say as we're kind of starting to get towards the end of our amazing conversation with you guys. um, Yeah, just thank you for being such beautiful human beings. And thank you for being a part of my life. And I'm glad you could touch Dustin's life. This has been wonderful. Uh, Thank you. Just thank you. It's feelings mutual. Oh my god! I, you know, I could vomit it all out. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> but it's wrong. <laughs> it's true. It's great. It's it's. Uh, I'm grateful to connect with with you in in life. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we're we're you know nearing the end of the year, and obviously this is like our year end special, and which makes it so special to have you on because we're ending it on a positive note. Yeah. Into the universe. You know, I think the four of us all believe that what you put out into the world is what you hope to get back into it. And, you know, and maybe that 10 million records is translating into 10 million warmed hearts of just people knowing that, you know, there's hope in the world. Yeah. Things to look forward to. Um, It's all about the way you look at it, right? Can't measure it, but it's the goodness is out there. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I, it's all perspective. You can find beauty and love in anything that you set your eyes on, except, uh, well, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, except for a pile of crap on your daughter's uh, right. Dosh, Poo corner. Poo corner. <laughs> I can't, yeah, right. I can't get political, but you know, I mean, I really, I just, uh, you can. I mean, you could. It would take probably a long, longer time. Yeah. <laughs> we, we dive into it with you. Well, I, I will. I will say this uh, on the political tip. Um, I, the other day I do the story time with Bodie and his friends on zoom uh, every Monday. And cause I love to read books to kids. It's just one of my, one of the things that brings me Marie Kondo joy, as I like to say. And, uh, and my mom had sent me a copy of Joe Biden's biography written by his wife, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden. And um, it's about his early childhood and very inspirational. And I, I thought, what an amazing thing that is to read about a future leader in such a positive way. And he was, as a young kid, was such a good person, you know? Not perfect, because there was no such thing as perfect, but it was, it was a really inspirational book. Um, and I'm sure people can find it out there. I'm just, it's, I'm not plugging it net per se, but it, it, it was just really nice to read that, you know, this guy, he stood up for his friends. Uh, he, he stood up for, for, for people that, and he had some things that he, he had a tremendous stutter that he got teased mm-hmm. about and he got bullied, uh, yeah. with, and he fought back physically. And obviously he's like, well, that wasn't the best decision to make, but you know, it's like at the time it's what was going on and it was felt very real. And I just felt like it was nice to finally talk to kids again about a, a leader yeah. in a positive way. Yeah, for sure. 
for for someone who leads by example. You know what I mean? Isn't that what this is about? Or, yes. Or portion of of you know you, you got to lead by example and 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 sh, you know ex, whatever the virtues must be exhibited and um you know because children are 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 very uh finish my sentence no they're they're just they, they're sponges they're sponges yep, they, totally they seem impressionable neg- and the negativity and the divisiveness it's just it's time to stop i just yeah. want to say that that really fast um you know when when there was the the debate when they were on the stage together and mm. I just want to say that, you know, I personally have never been really into politics and or history. And I'm ashamed to say that. And I, um, you know, all of a sudden I became invested in the past two years and it really, really, really um, kind of freaked me out because to see corruption and to see, you know, liars and to see ulterior motives and to see greed and to see you know, power, sure. all that stuff, just the natural things in life that, that occur. Um, it really like, it kind of, it kind of scares me, you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's yeah. pretty powerful, but I always go back to that love and kindness really. And I'm not being sappy. I'm really no. in the literal sense when I saw the two of them. And I know there's people that are pro Trump people that are, are pro Biden, when I saw the two of them together and I saw the the auras around them and I would hear what they would say, my heart was so crushed because I, I could not, I could not for two weeks, I had horrible physical anxiety because my core being can, cannot handle um, somebody like a Joe Biden who is so pure. And I know everybody has their, shit that they've done or whatever we uncover in the world with people. Everybody has things they've done wrong. Totally, right. Totally. But I just have to say a, a real, like, in, I don't know what the word is. Like, I'm not, I'm not clever. I'm not like book smart. I only know from the feeling is that I prayed with all my heart that somebody that had integrity, you know, yeah. integrity for humankind, human humanity, that, that is what I could not get over. And I prayed so hard and I'm, I'm just so happy about the result of it because I think it's, I think it's going to make a difference. I think it's going to take so. a while, but I know yeah, it's, it's, a make- lot of, it's a lot of shit to heal. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And you know what? You, you sometimes, and you're never going to change certain people. Yeah. You know, so that's the whole, that's another thing I want to say. How are you going to change people that, that don't want to change? That's one of my struggles. I can't change the way Rob doesn't want to communicate all the time. I have to accept that. Rob has to accept certain things about me. We're not going to change everybody out there, but at least have respect for one another. And that's the main, main thing, the respect. So when I saw Joe Biden go through all his struggles and, you know, he's so respectful of people. I'm so happy that we're going to have a president that has some respect. Yeah. Yeah. It feels weird. We're like so PTSD from last four years. You don't even know how to process empathy and human decency. Well, I, I think you brought up a really good point, Carney too, in, in, in that, um, I think if people can accept that there's no such thing as perfect and if we can eliminate that word from our mentality, um, there is no such thing as perfect. There is, there is, everything's 
got bruises on it or scratches or this or that. That's real. You know, um, being married to someone for as long as you guys have, you, you recognize that it's not perfect, but it, what it is, it's perfect for who you are, what works for you, uh, the, the realness of that. And that there's this idea of like, well, there's no such thing as the perfect candidate, but there's the person that can, can do the best job and get us to a place where we're happy. I think happiness can be found in the imperfections. And I think that needs to be more, more accepted than this idea of like, well, it's not perfect, you know? Right. Well, or, or also if you don't, if you don't believe, if you don't believe in someone's beliefs or you don't agree with them, you don't have to hurt them or bring them down. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yep. It's respect. Yeah. It's just a general respect. General respect. And general respect. And even, you know, it's the theater of, of what do they put the theater of the absurd or I don't know what they call yeah just 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 the pre- presentation of that whether or not it, it exists on how however how, how deep a level it exists in whomever is leading it's like just the presentation of respect just the presentation of of you know uh, eager i don't know i'm blanking out but no no you're right i think about that all the time i think about that as a as a teacher when i was a teacher the presentation is so right. important. Right. Well, because those five year olds are looking at you and they're modeling exactly what you do. I know that Lola did that with me. I still, and you know, this is, this is, uh, I shared some fun, fun, some fun stories that Lola had written me after she was out of kindergarten yeah. and she died recently. And it was so sweet. Oh, and, it decided, and I know there's kids that would like, I would do the, uh, the metal horns, you know, all the time when I would do like a rocker thing and uh-huh. kids would be walking around campus with their little metal horns up in the air. And, and, you know, I love it. You know, impressionable just yeah. this idea like you're being watched you know yeah. just just spread spread good feelings and as and respect and love for people that's all because our time on this earth is short so you know <laughs> but but you know you also have to accept that people are are gonna uh be, be the obstacles. there'll be obstacles and people will be the always way. and you know what this is what i believe i believe that it it's it will learn from the last four years and the way you know quote the condition of the country or the, you know where we are. I believe that we're going to look back on it and go, well, hey, this is the way we don't want to be in this area, and we don't, you know what I mean? Like there's things yep. happen for a reason in life, and sometimes we we there's always a reason, but we don't always like it, you know. So we're going to learn something from it. Well, I think we learned today. i think we 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 learned i think we learned today that uh well i (laughs) forget that it's terrible segue i i love you guys uh and you know the the reality is that i wish we could have done this in person i hope down the road we can i know we will see each other in person and i can't wait to give you guys big hugs again and i can't wait to introduce you to my podcasting life partner dustin Uh, <laughs> well, we've we've met virtually today. Yes, and it's been wonderful. That's wonderful but, it's great to, meet. to meet you. Indeed. And Thank you guys for your time and for being so open and receptive. Yeah, of course. We really appreciate it. And you know, just uh, have the best holidays as possible, and also you know, happy New Year to everyone. You know, and and also, I'm I'm getting tired of people saying, "Well, 2021 is going to be better." And every, every year is every year. It has nothing to do with the yep. year. Let's just the year is just the year. Time is constant. Yep. It never stops. It never so. stops. So let's just you know, positive at, yep. as we move forward. You know, things will improve. Yes, yep. that's right. Let's take one second is the same to every single person on this planet. So let's just 
see what happens. Well, it, I, and look at this. I'm looking at my coffee cup right here, and I, I, a friend of ours gave it to us, and it's John Lennon. Life is very short, and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friends. Mm, perfect. Isn't that cool that that's what I was looking at? That's perfect. To be clear, your friend is not John Lennon who gave it to you. <laughs> no, Julian. Julian's a friend. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I was just telling uh, Bodie about Julian Lennon and um, and and also Sean Lennon because Beautiful Boy came on in our house uh-huh. the other day, and I was singing it to Bodie and getting oh, choked up. And uh, beautiful yeah. boy. I'm gonna stop right there. Um, yeah. Carney and Rob, thanks so much for being on our show. It was an honor. Grateful, to truly. Thank you so Thanks, much. Guys. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeedPodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 